Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hillary and I are profoundly... Shocked Shock and saddened. saddened by the tragedy today in Littleton. In Southern California. By the news of the shootings at Virginia Tech. Roseburg, Oregon. It's an elementary school in New- Newton, Texas. Parkland, Florida. Michigan. The prayers of the American people are with you. We are praying for them. Laura and I and many across our nation. Our entire nation, with one heavy heart, is praying, praying for, for the, the victims, victims and their families. And, their families. and it's not just Littleton. We know that now. Yeah, and uh, there are mass shootings in other countries, but we have so many of them. There's something societal going on, and there's so many different angles of this story, and we'll probably take these on a little bit at a time, but um, one that I came across, this was actually reported on NPR in 2019, but it was research showing, one, that there's a contagion aspect to this, which I think we all recognize, in the same way as if there, there there's a suicide at your high school, watch out, because they often there's a contagion element to it uh, that happens with uh, shootings also, and that's fairly well documented. Maybe we'll get into that later. And also, uh, the study that showed the amount of media attention a shooting got played a role in how likely it was that the contagion spread, obviously, in the way that, um, you know, with, with COVID, me breathing is what spreads the virus. What spreads these shootings as a contagion is the amount of media coverage. More people and, and hear the it. the tone, the style of it, I would argue as well. Sure, and it's more likely it reaches the ears of the sort of person that might actually do this. Um, I, uh, I, uh, I was unhappy to hear this murderer's name so early on when they identified it by so many people. I thought we had kind of come to an agreement that we weren't going to Give them, give the name and the picture and all that sort of stuff and then list their complaints. So you reach some unhappy teenager out there who thinks, well, if I go shoot a whole bunch of fourth graders now, everybody will know my name, see what I look like and hear how mad I was. Right. Yeah, exactly. I was disappointed to see that there was some sort of video that somebody somehow captured, I think, before the shooting began 
of this guy uh, yeah. right outside the schoolroom, and and it was shown over and over again. Right. Um. It, it's it's uh, frightening and sickening, but it's prurient. It, it serves no purpose, and it it can glorify the moment the guy looks all cool in his black he's got his weapon and all is very blurry so it's not quite as awful as some of the other instances where various uh social media pictures are put online or on the news over and over again in which the guy looks like some sort of tom cruise movie hero um but it, it, yeah it's there's absolutely 100 percent a media role in this um and Jack brought up the question of motive. There's always that shallow, one inch deep. What was the motive? What was his gripe? What was his his list of grievances? And whether it's some fifty year old dead ender shooting up the packing plant where he used to work, or uh, you know some troubled eighteen year old shooting a bunch of kids, or what have you, it's always the same motive. It's somebody highly troubled and angry who either wants to. In the case of the youngsters, this is almost always true. They want to express how angry and hurt they are. They want to show the world how sincerely pissed off they are. And because they're so short-sighted and unwise, they're kids. They, they, and, and several of these mass shooters who did not die have said, I didn't spend a second thinking about what would happen the next minute. I just pictured the blaze of glory, and then it never even occurred to me to think about the next 60 years in prison or whatever. Uh, so you get that, or in the case of the angry dead-enders, they just want vengeance. They want to take as many people down with them. That's the motive, period. Now, if you want to actually talk about where that hurt or anger or frustration came from, okay, let's talk about it and then address it in society. How do we get there? Was it bullying? Let's take a serious look at bullying. For instance. Yeah, the the what was he mad about question has driven me crazy for decades now. Right. But I'm sorry, and I had one more point to make. So... If if the commonality is, especially if you're talking about young men, and it's almost always young men, um, who, who decide they're going to take a bunch of people out, and they are expressing that hurt and anger, maybe the thing we have to do as a society is figure out, okay, people who are feeling like that, how did they used to vent? Hmm. How can they vent? How do we figure out who needs to vent in that way? What are the mechanisms? I'll tell you one thing. Back when, you know, the huge percentage of people belonged to one church or another, that was one uh, one aspect, I think, that really helped. Having a counselor, a clergyman, uh, what, somebody like that to talk to. The um, God, there's just so many different angles to this. I, Indeed, uh, yep. I reached out to a friend of mine who would be happy to be called a gun nut. Uh, I just said, what are your thoughts? He, he, he just sent a string of texts and they're all their own interesting topic. I thought, why are people going crazy? What would gun control do? What is common sense control? As you've heard that term probably a thousand times in the last 18 hours. Mm-hmm. Why in the 60s did kids bring guns to school in trucks and never shot people? I'm always interested in that angle of it. Yep. Unless you go to Australia or England-type restrictions, the gun end of this is not going to change. 
Uh, outlaws don't respect gun laws. We have millions and millions of guns in circulation. It's a crazy people problem, not a gun problem. But guns are a great tool for crazy people to be crazy, which is mm-hmm. definitely true. And also, he brought up something that I, I regularly bring up. At the turn of the last century, school bombings were a thing. Bombings were a regular thing. It was a contagion around the world. Uh, read The Dynamite Club. Great book about and And the whole world was saying, how do we stop this? We can't As the stop- 20th century began? Yeah, yeah ni- okay. right at 1900, the late 1800s. It was mostly people called themselves anarchists, and so many different people fell under this idea. But people were, were, were blowing things up all over the place. It's like, what is wrong with people? And usually people from, you know, like middle-class backgrounds were wanting to blow up people. And it just kind of went away. It was a contagion, though. It was clearly a contagion. People that were unhappy with their lives in the world were hearing, oh, this is an option for me to express myself. And then they would do it wherever they are. Um, just one of the many d- different different angles on that. But I wanted to get back to the... Uh, um, why back in the day... I had everybody, every single kid I knew had, an, had, had access to a gun when I was a kid. Access to an unlocked gun mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Every single kid I knew, because I grew up in rural um, Wisconsin, where everybody was a hunter, and everybody had rifles and that sort of stuff. It's just... It's like the um, uh, when when Roger... Michael Moore. When Michael Moore did bowling for bowling for Columbine. After that horrible school shooting, and went up to Canada and trying to figure out why you know up in Canada people's doors were unlocked and people had access to guns and they weren't doing the same sort of thing. The cultural aspect of this is, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's it's complicated, and I don't blame people, whether it's the president or various basketball coaches from from. Issuing, you know, heart-rending pleas. We've got to do something. We do have We've to do something. We've got to do something. Or even if they get more specific, we've got to do something about guns. Okay, what? That's what you know. And again, I'm not. I'm not the vengeful sort. I, I have no need to scream at Steve Kerr, the basketball coach. At this point, I've done that enough. Um, I get it. He's in pain. We're all in pain. But what are you going to do? I usually do a good job of making people on both sides angry whenever we bring up this topic. It's a uh, gift. I'll probably continue to do it today with this one. Um, It was shortly after one of these that a buddy of mine who is in a very high-level law enforcement uh, had me meet him at the gun range to shoot his AR-15 because I'd never shot one before. And the first thing that struck me by shooting that gun, which is the gun of choice for the most part among people who go nutso and kill a bunch of people, the AR-15. Uh, my first thought when I was shooting that thing is, man, this is incredible. My ability to shoot in a tight target pattern from a pretty good distance, having never picked up that gun in my life, mm-hmm. was really quite amazing. Which is a testament to the just the the unbelievable ease of use of that gun and why it's so popular. And he, and he's as right-wing and Second Amendment as anybody I know in the world, didn't think regular people ought to be able to buy that gun. Just his opinion. And I know that makes some of you nuts. Yeah. But that yeah. is, it's interesting. I mean, we have a weapon that, that particular weapon, my, 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 my friends when I was a kid did not have access to. 
But I'm certainly not making the leap that if they had had access to that gun, all of a sudden they would have become murderers. No, no. You know, one final thought. And, you know, folks, I we understand this is kind of a stew. We're just throwing stuff in the pot because nobody knows what angle to take. Nope. I mean, if they do, they're pretending or trying to get votes or, or contributions. Um, it's ironic, I think, that yesterday, after the show, we record these little uh, promos, we call them, uh, to, to give the, the folks listening to various radio stations around our country an idea of what we might be talking about the next day and, or, and more just to kind of give an idea of what the tone of the show, right? And one of the things that we mentioned in the promo yesterday was that, um, and I'm, I can't remember where it was from exactly, but I came across it. Uh, it is now, wildly out of fashion in Christian churches, and I know a lot of people don't go to church anymore, but I think it's wider spread than just church. It is wildly out of fashion in churches to talk about sin. It's much more up with you, you're a good person, maybe talking about charity and the other aspects of the gospel, which is fine. It's it's beyond fine. It's wonderful. But nobody wants to talk about sin anymore. Doing the wrong thing, mm. evil, uh, falling victim to our own weakness. I just, I think that's emblematic of something that's going on in our society. Even as we're screeching at each other about how evil the other guy is, the other side is, there's not as much willingness to to talk about good and evil. I don't think. That's pretty I interesting. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Because then I find myself thinking about, well, I don't know. You got your white guilt crowd that's is constantly whipping themselves for being the wrong race. Mm. I mean, that's a different sort of looking at that same question and a sick and twisted one, if you ask me. But anyway.